Hi, Watch Fam. Welcome to my last watch. This is Gun. And I'm Kaylee. In this show, I've challenged Gun to trade up a $100 watch into a dream watch, which in this case is a Nomos Campus for Gun's dad. Yes, there's no updates, still the same status from the previous week. But what I am interested in hearing an update about is the wrist check. <laughs> How's it going over there? Uh, are you checking on my wrist gains? I'm trying to. <laughs> I can't really tell. So, after we spoke about it last week, I did realize that my Omega Speedy is the bracelet is kind of tight around my wrist. Are you <laughs> sure that's the case, or are you just but, imagining? No, that? no, 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 no. It are really being is. For real? But in the summertime, I've heard your wrists, uh, depending on the weather and humidity, it like contracts or it expands as well. So I don't wonder if it's like a weather thing or if this is the result of my workouts. <laughs> so here's the thing. Here's the dilemma. Mm-hmm. I might have to put off my wrist gains on hold because like we mentioned in one of our previous episodes, the bracelet, Omega Speedy bracelet, just to add another link. Oof. Yeah. So That's I, a good point. I feel pretty confident I could bulk up my wrist to 7.5, but because of that reason, I may have to postpone. This just sounds like an excuse <laughs> to not work out the wrist. Because no, when no, have you no, ever no. cared about money and watches? Yes, but I know it's going to be a hard sell to try to convince you to let me buy another link now that you know how much it costs. Hey, if you can actually bulk <laughs> up that wrist an inch, you have my blessing to buy a link. I might have to buy two links, though, because it's seven and a half. So okay, case, well, if, you can, if you can get there, I'll support that purchase. <laughs> okay, all right, so I'll continue on. But I, I I think, I don't know if those workouts are actually enlarging your wrist, more so that it's enlarging your biceps. Or forearms. I might just have huge forearms and tiny wrists, so that's like worst case scenario. <laughs> I have like Popeye forearms. <laughs> One of the things that I've joked around with Gun about is that he has T-Rex arms, <laughs> This actually isn't something that I really noticed until pretty deep into the relationship. Is this, but is, is my T-Rex arms necessary in the context of my wrist gains or how are you going to loop this back in? Uh, okay, here's how I'm looping it in is because you're doing these exercises, which you think is to enlarge your wrist, but in actuality, it's enlarging your bicep. So it's enhancing the T-Rex arm So look. it's making it, yeah. How I discovered this is, when Gunn was in Korea, his roommate from college visited, or his doormate, yep. and there's a Our picture roommate. of him. <laughs> Gunn's roommate was Dutch. From Hawaii, but, but he's Dutch. But he's Dutch. Very tall, kind of lanky. lanky. Very lanky, yep. Really nice guy. Yep. But there's a picture of him <laughs> and Gunn together, and both of their arms are outstretched. And of <laughs> course, your roommate's arm looks... Like twice my size. So... <laughs> In that photo, I think that was just a weird angle. No, I don't think it's the angle. <laughs> I actually really want to unleash that photo. We can block out the uh, the faces, but I think once you see the photo, people will understand where I'm coming from in that you have T-Rex <laughs> No, arms. but I, I feel like there's special effects for that photo, so I don't know if that's a photo this that I want. This was pre-smartphones, like, <laughs> I think. Or no, smartphones probably existed, but this was pre-photo-editing like, stuff. Yeah, I think there's stuff. some filters applied to that photo, boo. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe we'll, we might put it on our uh, okay. Instagram feed and we'll, we'll have our listeners be the judge. Sounds good. I, I don't know if I sign off on sharing that photo, but to bring this back in, after we talked about my risk gains on the last episode, a lot of people have been commenting on that. And 
lot of people that with small risk, the small risk gang is telling me no need to bulk up your risk. You should be happy and feel blessed that you have small risk because it gives you access to a lot of vintage pieces that a lot of other people don't feel comfortable wearing. And I think that's really true because vintage pieces, definitely the proportion and balance is so much better than a lot of the modern watches that are being made that are like 40 plus millimeters. I think when a watch is smaller, you really have to focus in on the dial, hone in on it and make it, you know, the balance there, it's much more harder to pull off than a larger watch. So you can tell that there's that craftsmanship in the dial and vintage pieces in that regard. So I feel very blessed to have small wrist. I'm not trying to escape the small wrist game. I'm just saying I might need to bulk it up slightly just so the other watches that I have in my collection feel a little bit more comfortable. Are we talking like half an inch or a full inch? Yeah, now, so I might have to come down to just, you know, maybe seven inch wrist rather than seven and a half. So that way I can get the best of both worlds. I'll still be able mm-hmm. to wear my vintage watches, but also be able to wear some of these modern Seiko divers and it doesn't look too bulky. So it sounds like a lot of guys were able to relate to your predicament. No, yeah, I think so. I mean, but they're saying you should be proud of having small wrists, well, I'm, I'm which gl- I am. I'm glad you have a support system. <laughs> yeah. Small wrist. A lot of people system. are telling me that you can't really get wrist gains, but we'll see. We'll see. All right. Well, today we're going to be talking about decoding the Instagram watch community. Okay. Yep. Before we start on that, though, <laughs> you're actually doing your second watch meetup. And a lot of these folks are people who you really met through Instagram, right? Yeah. Everyone I met through Instagram. And this one is a little bit different in that it seems like it's more of an outdoor. It's like a paddling kayak event, which actually goes in theme. Uh, So the watch company that's hosting us is called Vero Watches, and they're based in Portland, Oregon. And it's like an active outdoor kind of watch brand. So it's on theme with what they do. So they're hosting this event, open water, kayak, paddle boarding session, and then drinks and uh, beers. Are you going to make sure that... Food, drinks, food and beers. (laughs) Drinks and beers. Yeah, drinks and beers. Um. (laughs) Are you going to make sure that your iPhone is secured since you're going potentially (laughs) kayaking? Well, I've learned my lesson. I know where you're going with this, but Mm -hmm. I've definitely learned my lesson uh, not to try to take wrist shots while kayaking. (laughs) So a couple weeks. uh, iPhone 7 or 6 was lost in South Lake Union Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. in battle. (laughs) (laughs) So a couple weeks after Gun moved here from Korea, one of the things that you had to do was get your phone. Yes. And at that time, I think the iPhone 6 had just been released. I think I actually waited like a week or two mm-hmm. because the iPhone 6 was releasing. So I was like, rather than just getting an iPhone 5, mm-hmm. I'll wait a few weeks for the release and I'll get the new one. To get the phone, I think you had to wait in line at T-Mobile and yeah, it wasn't even guaranteed that you'd get it. Well, the reason I believe why everyone was lining up is everyone wanted the black iPhone rather than the white. Oh. So Gunn gets his phone. And what's unique about the iPhone at that time is it was one of the first waterproof phones, I think. Or that technology just wasn't across all phone lines yet. So this was kind of a a cool feature of the iPhone 6. It was waterproof, but not lake proof. About a week after Gunn gets the phone, we decide to go kayaking on South Lake Union. I got a Groupon. Great deal. Mm -hmm. We get out on the water. Beautiful day. 
And leading up to this trip, we're joking. We're like, let's see if we can test the water feature. Let's see if it's really waterproof. Ha ha. We're like making all these jokes about, you know, oh, what if we drop the phone in the water? We can still get it. And so we're paddling towards the Space Noodle, I believe. Yep. And I hear you like take the phone out and start taking pictures. Correct. Stupid on my part. My hands are, you know, wet from kayaking. I decide to pull the phone out and I start taking photos. I actually have a really good photo of you from the back that I took while losing the phone. That's how this phone is sacrificed. But we were able to save that photo because it's saved on the clouds. <laughs> and so we got that photo. Amazing photo. I was clicking away, taking photos, and I see the phone slip through my hands into the water. And at that moment when that happened, it was like everything was in slow motion. And I kind of forgot that you were on the kayak with me. Because I was in front of you you, and I could just hear a drop in the back. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) in the water. And then I'm sure you felt this for a brief second. I was about to jump in the water and get the phone. And so the kayak tilted. But then as I was doing that, I realized that you were in front of me and you had no idea what was going on. So you would have just went straight down. You would have dunked into the water without knowing what was going on. So I remember for a brief second, I hesitated and then I decided not to do that because I'd rather lose an iPhone than lose you. Well, thank you. That was very So I chose you. you. And so we lost the iPhone. RIP. Well, yeah, that was a good decision because I'm not a strong swimmer and had a life jacket on. But in those situations, you just don't know when you're in open water what's going to happen. You know, you're right. And we're in the middle of, yeah, of the lake. So, yeah, that would have been a bad situation if I did dive in. But I'm very confident I would have been able to get that Mm. phone back. (laughs) I don't I don't know about that. (laughs) Unfortunately, our trip had to be cut short. So we paddled back into shore. I think the first thing we did once we got on shore was actually go to the T-Mobile store. Yeah, we mm-hmm. did. Luckily, the phone was insured. And you don't even remember getting well, insurance. Well, no, I, yeah, at the time, but I think because it was at the very beginning, like I was like, okay, maybe for like the first few months, let's get insurance. But it wasn't like I was gonna, like right now, I don't have insurance on my phone. Yeah, so neither. it must have just yeah. been something that I thought would be a good idea just to do for the first few months, just in case I dropped my phone in South Lake Union. <laughs> When you came back in, it was like the same guy who I think had originally helped you get the phone. <laughs> yeah, it was. He probably thought you were like pulling his leg. Yeah, and he was like, dude, no way. No, but or I was able to get a replacement phone pretty easily, but quite the story. And when that happened, I remember I almost went for it. <laughs> well, today you'll make sure that the phone is secured. Yes. And uh, do you know what watch you're going to wear? Well, I'd, I'd want to take a diver. I think I'd probably take my IWC Yacht Club, but that actually is a diver, but that can't go into water since he's retired. Yeah, you don't want to. So I'll probably yeah. take like a modern diver, like a Seiko, mm-hmm. but also take a vintage diver just because I think it fits the occasion. So I'll probably take like two watches. You yeah. should take the solar one. Is that one? Yeah, yeah that's probably the one that I'm going to be wearing okay. if we're doing water activities. Hmm. Play it by ear. Play it by ear. Yeah. All right. Well... This past week, Gunnar and I shared with some friends and family that we actually have a podcast. We had been a little bit hesitant to do that before for a couple of different reasons. Mm-hmm. I know for me, I wanted our new logo to be out. I'm glad that we're recording on better equipment. But anyway, now I think a handful of people know. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think some of these new listeners may not necessarily be watch folks themselves. Yes. So what I wanted to do today was try to decode the Instagram watch community 
I like this. I like this yeah, episode idea. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like I'm still learning about the yeah. community. And even though Gunn had been collecting watches way before joining Instagram, mm-hmm. I feel like it's something that's really kept you engaged in this hobby as well. Yes, and it's actually enabled this hobby significantly, I think. <laughs> Just like seeing all the beautiful Seikos and all these other watches that other collectors have, you <laughs> start drooling over these pieces and you're like, oh, I need to get one of these. Because you keep on seeing certain watches on your feed. Definitely ena- enables this uh, watch hobby. But yeah, it's very good to have the support group. We know that <laughs> Facebook has that algorithm figured out. So yeah, they're they do, servicing yep. all that content to hook you. Yep, that's true. It's working. <laughs> so some of the things that I wanted to discuss were different watch trends, mm-hmm. popular watch poses, okay. because I remember one time we were trying to figure out what type of picture to post and you're like, oh, it looked really good with this pose. And I had no idea what you're talking about. And then also want to talk about some like watch hashtags. Okay. All right. Since I'm relatively new to the Instagram watch game, I'm, you know, a little over a year now. I'll try my best to answer these questions you may have. And then also for anyone that's been a listener of us and they're you know familiar with the instagram watch game or more seasoned then i am just fall i mean just bear with us because like kaylee had said we have a lot of new listeners that are non-watch people i'm sure like your <laughs> actual watch collector friends would yeah like still the, yeah, find this yeah. interesting mm-hmm. or maybe they can correct yeah we, probably yeah if we miss chime in uh, but i remember one of the things that you were saying was that there's actually different watch trends or watch themes depending on the day of the week correct like for monday it's mm-hmm. blue watch monday like just comes from like monday blues i think oh okay yeah, okay yeah. So i was like that. what's okay all right blue watch monday mm-hmm. and then tuesday speedy tuesday i'm just going to share the ones that i'm kind of involved speedy tuesdays mm-hmm. and then i don't really have anything for wednesdays thursdays but friday funky watch friday I don't think I've ever seen you participate in Funky Watch Friday. I've, I've, like every now and then, not too okay. often, but I don't have really a lot of funky watches, but you know, okay. every now and then. And then Saturdays for Seiko Saturdays. Mm-hmm. Sundays, this isn't really one that I actually partake in, but it's really cool. Watch Palm Sunday. So it's like where you put the watch on the palm of your hands and then you would take And you a- go to church? I think you should, but yeah, okay. <laughs> probably. Right. But yeah, you'll take a photo of it on your palm. And it's, that's called Watch Palm Sunday. So those are like some of the hashtags. But yeah, there's a lot of these hashtags that go around. And so it kind of gives you a reason to, you know, post photos on certain days. With engagement, it's pretty amazing how um, Instagram gets the watch community engaged. One of the things that I wanted to go through then is I have a list of hashtags that okay. I'm not sure what they mean. Mm-hmm. For some of them, I have guesses, okay. and I'm hoping that you can explain. All right. The first one is orologio, not horology, but mm-hmm. just O-R-O-L-O-G-I-O. Mm-hmm. That's just horology in a different <laughs> language. That's basically what that is <laughs> for our European friends. Okay. Rather than saying horology, they say orology. We should figure out what country that's from. Italian would be my guess. Okay. That well, would be, that's just my guess. I have, yeah. We'll look that one up. Okay. Okay, the next one, which I think I know, W-O-T-D, which stands for... Watch of the day. And then this one I was less sure about. It's W-O-M-W, 
Originally, I was thinking maybe it's Watch of the Month, but then I'm like, what's this last W stand for? Mm-hmm. W-O-M-W is Watch on My Wrist. Okay. And then there's one other one that goes S-O-T-C. This is going to be a hard one. It took me a while to figure that one out. S-O-T-C-O of the checker. <laughs> is it Seiko at all? It has nothing to do with Seiko, no. Signs of the chronograph. Okay, that's actually okay. That's actually pretty good, but no, no, it has nothing. So this is when you take a photo of your entire collection. So that's a hint, and you post it. You would do sign of the collection. State of the collection. So you're close. Yeah, state of the collection is when you post all of your photos or a bunch of your photos. Then occasionally, I also see you do some Korean hashtags as well. Yeah. Can you explain what those are? Oh, uh, she gets Instagram, which is basically watch Instagram. <laughs> yeah, watch Instagram. She gets she gets watch. Yeah. Okay. Watch and then Instagram. I'll do vintage shige. Mm, I don't know that one. Vintage watch. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's very simple. Wait, wait, do it again. Do it. Say that again. Vintage <laughs> shige. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, those are the two that I participate in. It's just like when your um when your family's here, you, you all just say like. English words, but then make it Korean. So it's like ice coffee. <laughs> ice coffee. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I love it. I love it. Are there are there any other Korean watch uh, watch words out there? Um, no, those are the two main ones. Um, Do you have any sense of how big the Korean watch community is? It's definitely growing. Because mm-hmm. the reason I say this was when I started posting on some of these uh, hashtags, I would see like my feet. I was able to see it when I would post the next day or I would still see my feed. Now, there's so many people posting that once I post, mm-hmm. it gets uh, lost in the feed. It seems like watches are blowing up in Korea. And I notice it more when I'm watching like Korean shows or different different things. I see co- Korean celebrities always with the watch on their wrist. So it's definitely growing in Korea as well. That's exciting because when we were there last, which was 2018. Mm-hmm. I don't think you were as deep into the watch game. No. So it'll be fun to go back and actually go to some watch shops and whatnot. Yeah, that'll actually be fun. And then I've seen even Koreans having like watch meetups. Oh, cool. So yeah, who knows? Maybe I'll get lucky enough to get invited when we're in Korea and we can go meet up with some Korean uh, watch geeks. Well, that'd be fun. Hopefully there is because of the interest in watches in Korea that we start developing i know there's a few brands in korea but hopefully there's more of these brands coming out because i really feel like korea would be a good country that produces um quality watches right now i mean compared to japan our watch industry is just in the infancy stage so hopefully you know in the next 10 years or so we probably won't be able to compete with Japan, but still, I hope we have a few brands that Koreans are very proud of or that make quality timepieces. Early on when we were starting this podcast, one of the topics that I had jotted down was one about Korean watches. Mm-hmm. So hopefully we can do an episode about that. I know yeah. you're not too just, familiar with those brands, yeah. but I think it would be kind of fun to just dive into that culture. Mm-hmm. Maybe we can uh, connect with some of the Korean, watch Korean followers. Yeah. yeah. That'd be a good idea. Okay. The other hashtag that I just have no idea what it stands for is Watch Anish. Hopefully I'm pronouncing it watch right. Watch Anish. I believe it started okay. from 
a guy watch collector. I think he was one of the first, not, he's the early adapters in the Instagram mm-hmm. watch community. And his name is Anish Bot. But he, on his Instagram page, it's watches, cars, and clothes and design and different. Like, it's not mm-hmm. just watches. It's, I think, all around, like, luxury lifestyle that kind of that beast luxury aesthetic. He, yeah. I mean, he has a blog that has, you know, a lot of content regarding watches, cars, and luxury lifestyle. Okay. And so that's how that hashtag got started. Beyond just the hashtags, though, there's also different poses that people do with their watches. <laughs> yes. Can everyone you... has their unique style, I think. Okay. Can you explain the, the trends and the poses? Well, a lot of the sh- trends right now, it's like pocket shots. It's where you place your hand inside of your pocket, and then you would take a photo of a wrist shot. So is the watch just kind of peeking out a little bit? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, a bit it's not naughty. focused on the... I mean, it is focused on the watch, but it's also on the clothes and then just that angle. That's a little hint of what's to come. Correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. But then also a lot of people do macro shots, which I do not partake in. And macro okay. shots are yeah. where you just focus zoom in on the watch itself. So there's no other background and you would focus in on like an element of the dial, whether it's the hands or just the logo. And that you need high-end equipment, whether it's good camera. Mm -hmm. And then also you need high-end watches as well. (laughs) I think vintage watches are a little bit harder to pull off with the macro since there's so much patina around, you know, scratches around the watch or whatnot. So when you do a macro shot, it reveals all that. And I'm sure that's fine. But I think for macro shots, you need really high-definition camera and also probably a modern watch. Yeah, I don't partake in the macros, but I see a lot of the macros. What I like to do is I like to <laughs> put my wrist up against the background. I like to have a nice backdrop. Mm-hmm. In Seattle, there's so many scenic backgrounds, whether it's the water, the mountains. I think my watches, um, not that they're not high-end, but a lot of my Seikos, I like to kind of have a background behind them just so there's a little bit more content rather than just the watch. Mm-hmm. It's always embarrassing since you have to do it out in public most of the times. So that's the hard part. Oh, yeah. We've talked about that. I think <laughs> it was... difficulty in trying to capture the moment. Yeah, I think that was Under episode pressure. three or four. Yeah. <laughs> we talked about having a little beach photo shoot yep. uh, in Lincoln City. Uh, I hope you don't take offense to this. Mm-hmm. I hate it when people say like, yeah, uh, no offense, but... Yeah. Okay, but I'm going to do that. Okay. No offense, but mm-hmm. your photos are good. <laughs> But I noticed a lot of other people of Instagram have very high quality photos. And I'm sure some are using great equipment. Mm -hmm. But I feel like I see some who are using (laughs) iPhones. I'm just kind of confused, like, how it could be such a big contrast in quality. I need to upgrade to the iPhone 12 HD. That's that's exactly what it is. It's not about the equipment. It is about the equipment. equipment. Sometimes it might be about the equipment. You have an I- you're acting like you don't have a nice phone. You have like an iPhone 11, right? Yes, but it's like if I had an iPhone 12 Pro, mm. my photos would be professional. <laughs> I don't know. I think I think you should ask for some tips from and, the the watch community. And also, I know a lot of watch collectors get into cameras. Mm-hmm. So that's the next step up is upgrading from your phone to an actual camera, and that way. You take high quality photos, but no, no, I, I don't take offense to it just because at one of my previous watch meetups, I had a guy just straight up ask me, he's like, Hey, I mean, <laughs> your photos are great. Same thing. But, uh, 
I'm just still kind of confused. Like, and he said it in a very nice average. way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he thought it didn't correlate with my followers. And so, yeah, he was like, do you have any secrets? Or, you know, in a, in a very good, like, you know. Good-natured yeah, way. Yeah, good-natured way. And I was like, yeah, I really don't know what, you know, maybe, yeah. It could be that there's a lot of Seiko followers. Maybe that could be something. Because Seiko is so easily accessible. Mm. I think there's a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. I think the Seiko community is so strong. Because anyone can own a Seiko. It doesn't, you know, it's not expensive. You can find a good quality Seiko for a few hundred bucks. Whereas other watches, whether it's like the Rolex community, you know, even just Grand Seiko community, or, you know, you Mm -hmm. go into the high-end Patek. Like that, like the average person, you can't even join that community because you can't afford it. And so I think maybe that was a reason. Like most of my watches are Seiko, so there's much wider audience. So that could be why. But yeah, I agree. My, I mean, my photos are pretty good, though. I put some. Well, I put I a lot of thought into my photos. I didn't say they're photo. bad. That's why I said I said no offense. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying and compared it, to some of the other shots that I see using an iPhone. But they're not using an iPhone. Okay, though. they're just they're using an iPhone 12 Pro. <laughs> okay, maybe fine, fine. And granted, I think some of these are actual like professional, probably DSLR cameras. I, I don't know yeah. anything about photography, so my watch photography started from my own like just for my own catalog purposes. It wasn't even for Instagram. True. So the ones that I, I have stepped up my game significantly through Instagram, because if you look at my earlier days when I was just saving it on my phone, yeah, it's pretty ridiculous. The shots, watch shots I was taking. Well, actually, I think it's only been within the past maybe year, year and a half that you've got the iPhone 11. Mm -hmm. The phone that you had before was actually still the iPhone 6. So the one that you got, (laughs) what, like five years ago, five, six years ago from that, after yep. that kayaking experience. So I give I give you credit. I'm like I said, doesn't look bad. I'm just <laughs> I'm just curious what the kind of the secret is to getting the best shots, that's all. You need thick skin and you need to not fold under pressure when people are giving you the stink face while you're I think there's a lot of truth to that probably. Yeah, no, there yeah, is. Yeah, you just kind of have to block everything yeah. out and just block concentrate on and, that shoot. Yep. Yeah. On that shot. You have to be in your zone. <laughs> Talking about the Instagram watch community. I've gotten to meet so many different people in like so many different parts of the world. It's nice that y'all are also to the point where you can actually meet in person. It's pretty cool that it's evolved from being solely an online community to actually getting to meet these folks. I'm curious if it's like that in other parts of the country as well. I feel like, well, there's a watch meetup group that's basically located in every city. It's called Red Bar. So it seems like people... The watch community likes the engagement and they like to meet in person. And this is something I've said before. It's you don't have access to these watches, especially when it's vintage watches. Like when else am I going to see like a vintage Rolex? But at these meetups, people will bring their vintage pieces and everyone gets to share. And so you get to experience it. Especially coming out of COVID, it's just nice to meet new folks and just connect with humans in general. Yeah. And then also for me being from Korea and then moving to Seattle, there hasn't been too many opportunities to meet people. Like I'd say it's either the family circle that I connect with or, you know, people with that I met through work. But Mm -hmm. outside of that, it's really hard to meet new people. And this has become a great you know, opportunity for me to kind of connect with other people here in Seattle as well. So it's not just about the watch hobby. It's we share this watch hobby and that kind of initiated the first steps. But yeah, it's kind of growing and evolving outside of that as well. Well, maybe at today's meetup, you can discuss starting a subgroup for the tiny, tiny risk community. 
Tiny Risk Gang. <laughs> TWG, Tiny yeah. Risk Gang. You should start that as a hashtag, TWG. Tiny Risk Gang might actually be a, a thing for already. Real? <laughs> I don't know. I feel like there's a hashtag for everything. But talking about hashtags, I don't know if you knew this, but I have an angle that only I, well, I'd like to take ownership <laughs> of it. And it's called, actually, I have a hashtag for this. It's the Patina Me Hazy hashtag. And I'm cataloging a lot of photos. Are you the only one that yeah, uses the hashtag? So one time what had happened was someone else was using that hashtag and it was just for me. So I had to reach out and like, hey, like, I don't know how you found... But I think they were doing patina and then it You kind should of, be flattered that someone else started using Well, it wasn't, hashtag. but it had nothing to do. For patina me hazy hashtag, you need the watch on okay. top of the beer. And it has to be shot in that angle. And so if you actually go check it out, it'll just be like all of my watches in that specific angle. It's just that one shot. Because you're doing a self-catalog. Yeah. Well, can And then you... this guy just randomly just hashtagged this. So I reached out and I'm like, hey, I don't know if you actually know this. But this is, you know, I'm trying to catalog my photos, and I'd love it if you remove the hashtag. And he's nice enough to do that. <laughs> There's like so many different thoughts that are running through my head. But you should totally embrace that and be flattered by that. Wouldn't that be cool if no, a whole no. bunch of other people started doing patina me hazy that, shots? That would be cool, but he did it as a mistake. It wasn't like he was doing it on purpose. He just wanted to do patina. And then it just came up because his shot had no beers, no like it had nothing to do with the patina me hazy shot. But once a hashtag is out in the wild, I don't know how much uh, ownership make sure you really no one have else. over it. So, like, people can do whatever they want with the so Patina Me Hazy. Out to them? Yeah. It's a public hashtag. You can't be like, oh, this is a hashtag that only I can use. Or it's so. Well, if it's a watch shot with the beer, like that angle, I don't mind it. Like, that's the right hashtag. But I just wanted to let him know, educate him on the, the Patina Me Hazy hashtag. You need watch and beer coincide. Okay, so do people have your permission to use Patina Me Hazy for watch and beer? Correct, yes. Watch and beer. Okay, that's Mm -hmm. acceptable. Yep. All right. (laughs) But if it's missing any of those elements, I'm reaching out to you. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, I think you got to go to your watch meetup in the next half hour or so. So that's going to wrap it up for episode 15. Well, watch fam and all of our listeners, I hope you were educated on the Instagram. What was the theme for? It was decoding the Instagram watch community. Hopefully we've decoded the Instagram watch community or made it more accessible. Yeah. If there's anything that we missed or if we misspoke at all, feel free to reach out to us on Instagram at mylastwatchpod. And as always, we would truly appreciate a five-star rating on iTunes or any other outlets that you can review us on. Or any of your feedback would be just much appreciated, I think, at at this point. Thank you for pitching that as the marketing director of My Last Watch Pod. Oh, you're welcome, uh, producer. And Tiny Risk Gang, I hope you guys all feel proud of your tiny wrists and... I'm not leaving the club. Don't worry. Bye. Bye. (laughs) If you're enjoying My Last Watch so far, please give us a five-star rating or review on Apple Podcasts. It really goes a long way to help get the word out on the show. Thanks so much.